and welcome everyone to Films with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hi, everyone. And Mama Kay. Hey, everybody. And tonight we will be viewing the uh, music biopic Rocket Man, uh, or as some will call it, Bohemian Rhapsody 2. Uh, oh, as... nobody calls it that. <laughs> Who's calling you're right. it that? You're right. They call Just it you? the dirt, too. Um, oh no. stop! <laughs> no, <laughs> no. This is uh, the the we, we've done. There's been a lot of music biopics coming out, and this is uh, another one. Uh, this one is about the life of well, you know. Let me just another read the synopsis one. here. The story of Elton John's life from his years as a prodigy at the Royal Academy of Music through his influential and enduring musical partnership with Bernie Toppin. Toppin, Toppin. You guys know how to say Toppin. It is Toppin. <laughs> Toppin. Yeah. I shouldn't doubt myself. I had it right the first time. Okay, so yeah. Toppin, Bernie Toppin. Um and this stars Taron Edgerton as the t- the, you know, main character, Ellen John. Uh Ellen and then John. Jamie Bell as Bernie Toppin. Uh we also have Richard Madden as John Reed, and I think everyone else is a pretty small bit part. Um I guess the it's only other Bryce Dallas Howard. Except Bryce Dallas Howard, who plays... It took us uh, a couple sh- minutes to figure out who she was. Like, it took us actual... about half the movie, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> nah, Daddy looked her up right away, and I'm like, yeah, it's Jurassic Park, it's Ron Howard's daughter, yeah. That's Put your phones away, you, you, you people. You gotta, you gotta figure it out. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, me, yes. Daddy, no. No, of course not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, this she is... She plays the mom, by the, the second... way. The second biopic we've reviewed on the show, uh, the first being The Dirt, the ever-mentioned The Dirt, um, and then I think yeah. all of us saw Bohemian Rhapsody, even though we didn't review it back when it came out, so uh, I guess before we get into ratings and breaking down the movie itself, uh, I, I'll start with you, Nicole. Are you a fan of Elton John? Do you know much of his music? Um, I'm a huge, huge Elton John fan. I have been for um, a, lo- a long time. Um, I got to see him in concert. I was very uh, blessed with the opportunity to see him in concert before he took a long hiatus, whatever he's doing. But um, I'm I'm very, he's just one of my favorites. I just think he's amazing. So I had great expectations going into this. Meanwhile, still going to judge it against Bohemian Rhapsody. But that's beside the point. (laughs) What, uh, What about you, Mama Kay? Um, I mean, yeah, I grew up with Elton John and, you know, our wedding song is your song, pretty much like everybody else who got married in the <laughs> late 80s, early 90s. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, well, yeah, isn't it? So you learn something. Everyone learns something during these podcasts. That's the good part about them. It's like What's John your... Legend now. John Legend, yeah. really? <laughs> Maybe I'm just yeah. out of touch with the young people. <laughs> I don't know. Griffin, your brother said it was like the Mumford and Son of Now, and I'm like, what? No. Oh, Who has gosh. a Mumford and Son <laughs> wedding song? I don't want to hear hipster banjos. I, d- I really don't. I can't. No, so a lot. And I've and we've seen him several different times. So it's, you know, he always puts on a really good show, and uh, he's fun, and his music is, you know, his, the lyrics and the music are amazing. Watching that come together in this movie was pretty cool. Do you have a favorite song? No. <laughs> okay uh, nicole do you have a favorite song <laughs> um i really like levon it's not one yeah. of his bigger hits but it's still popular and uh will also forever love tiny dancer lot, is one of my favorites the, the younger snyder brother mm-hmm. yeah our occasional guest host griffin um yeah, <laughs> yeah i i am probably the least familiar with elton john though i do know a good amount of his music uh i like some of it uh i like rocket man and i like uh, uh, your song. So there you go. Yeah, your song is probably right. my favorite. And I know Tiny Dancer. I know Benny and the Jets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people. Everyone, you have to know. Uh, Genetic. Philadelphia Freedom. Anyone? I mean, maybe if you played it, I, I I don't know it by name, but uh, like I like what? Okay, like I said, I'm probably the oh least God, Elton Johnny hurting. person here because you guys just sound like are pretty big fans. So. Well, but you've also spent a fair amount of time. I can't believe that it's not like the city song of Philadelphia. I guess it was like my civil my civil duty to show him that, and okay. I I dropped the ball. Oh, the city song really of Philadelphia did. is the Rocky theme song. Dun, 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 uh, gonna fly okay, but there now. are zero. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> sorry. No. After this, I'm after this, we're playing it. We're blaring it. Uh-huh. Okay. We'll see yeah. about that. All right. So uh, everyone's familiar with Elton John. Two pretty big fans and me, a, a casual-ish fan, I guess. Um, so 
we'll get into the ratings here. If you haven't seen it, it just came out this past weekend. Uh, so, yeah, go out and check it out if you have any interest in Owen John. Uh, we rate things at Films with the Women in My Life on four criteria, and those are the characters, the plot, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Um, and this is a pretty straightforward plot. It's basically the entire life of Elton John from a young kid all the way through, I guess... I guess his the end of his of him being a really big star before he kind of cleaned up and became like the Elton John we know today. Um, the movie starts with him bursting through doors dressed like Pikachu <laughs> and sitting in at an AA meeting. <laughs> He's dressed more like Charizard. Let's be real here. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, just like Charizard with Pikachu ears. Um, <laughs> And yeah, can you sits... tell the last thing I reviewed was the Detective Pikachu movie? But okay. And he sits down oh at an God. AA meeting and uh, starts singing to the younger version of himself, which is like a ghostly version of him in the room there, who's like a, you know, like a, what, a five-year-old kid. Um, yeah, it's and, creepy. And it's immediately made clear this is going to be, you know, a, a, not a quite a musical, but musical-ish. I, I wasn't sure it was going to integrate. What do you mean not quite a musical? It's literally about a musician. I know, but like, just because it's about a musician doesn't make it like Bohemian Rhapsody. I wouldn't call a musical. It had all the music oh. in that movie was when they were recording or when they were performing. This integrates. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I understand this integrates the but music is, as the as the movie goes, not yeah, necessarily. That's in the definition, form. dude. That's the definition of a musical, though. So this is a musical. <laughs> okay, but it I just, mean that's the bottom line. I would see this on stage somewhere. This was as I was watching. That was one of the things I was thinking. Is that. A, has this been done on stage? And B, this should be done on stage. So I would watch the heck out of it if it were, you know, at a theater near me. So Okay, fine. It's a musical. I, I just didn't think there was enough. <laughs> I thought, you know, there were enough points where it wasn't a musical for it to be kind of a mix. But yeah, okay, it's a bio, bio musical pick. Yeah. There it's, you go. It's, it's Bo Rap meets Greatest Showman, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, kind of. Anyone? Yeah, yeah, no, I okay. understand. I haven't I seen Greatest Showman. That's a good movie. Oh, I like that that's movie. a crime. It's not a crime. It's not <laughs> that good, but it's good. Um, so we go through the early it. years of Elton John. We see young Elton John. He's like a piano prodigy, and we see teenage Elton John. Uh, he starts playing for small crowds, and his parents are not super great. Uh, his mom, who we said is Bryce Dallas Howard, is like uh, uh, cold and... The worst bitch ever. Not even close. Yeah, she's bad, but See, she, we've is... reviewed way worse moms. I feel like than than her. I mean, she's cold and and mildly alcoholic, uh, but not not. I mean, not horrible, just not supportive. Um, you know, like a four out of ten well, she's... kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, in today's world, she would be called emotionally abusive. I mean, she wasn't physically an abusive parent, but she was... Yeah, but this is like smacked, the 50s. You get, you get like, you know. smacked in the face with what she says later on to him at a dinner scene. Like, yeah. it hurts you. Yeah. The that, way she treated him. That is definitely yeah. more revealing of her character, you know, deep down later on. I feel like in the beginning here, I, I, I don't hate her so much in the beginning here, Um, but what you know who I do hate is obviously the father is a huge fucking dickhead. Um, No one likes him. <laughs> he is... <laughs> He is not just emotionally abusive, but he is, like, so distant and so, like, mean to his wife and just does not even mean to his kid because he doesn't even want to be around him. He, like, he doesn't even acknowledge him. Um, yeah, but you know what? Sorry, neither, man. neither one of them do. Neither of the parents are at all... They, it's like none of them wanted whatever is happening in their life. It's clear. None of them wanted whatever is happening in their lives. Like, the, whatever they signed up for, this wasn't it. And Definitely. I was suspect in the beginning maybe i'm the most suspect person anyway but because this is from you know elton's point of view it's like these people were like i said not physically abusive in that way but they were just over the top caricatures of actual people that i had a hard time believing that they were this awful in real life i mean it seems like he was raised by his nanny or whatever she was maybe a grandma, grandma i'm not quite I sure what the relationship believe. yeah i don't yeah, know that was a grandmother that was who raised him essentially you know she's right. the one that took him to his piano lessons and everything they wanted nothing to do with him and the scene that you get later on with the dad where he uh comes back to uh to see him after a while <laughs> it was so hurtful 
uh, the way oh, that he treated he him his after family. his fame yeah. and fortune and with his new family, he said, oh, I don't really care for your music. Can you sign this? But it's not for me. It's for my friend. Like, you just get that feeling that it will never change. Like, he will always have that burden of his parents not caring for him. But I think he felt that from everybody. I think everything in life, for whatever reason, was a disappointment to him. And and I think that was, that's just part of, I think that's part of his personality. I think that's what came out is that that's how he sees people, how they treat him. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's lesser how the people actually are. And it's more how his projection of how much uh, self-loathing he had from childhood. Oh, absolutely. Know, affected him. Um, so... While I, while I saw it as, you know, these people were awful in his life, I really saw it more as they were awful as a reflection of how he felt about himself. So, And you can see that perfectly in the way that he that he treated Bernie uh, sometimes like Bernie was there for, with him from day one. And when you see him yelling at him backstage and telling him he can work with anybody else like it was it's it was Elton's fault. But he didn't see it as his fault. So that really shows. Yeah. And then still at the very end when they're showing, you know, at the very end credit kind of thing where they're like, and they've never had a fight. And I'm like, I just watched a movie where they had like three fights. And I'm pretty right. sure that, that wasn't that was probably indicative of more fights than just three. So, um, yeah, I, that's when you know, color me suspect of of that. So, I feel like this kind of stuff know. happens when you do a biopic and the star is still alive. You have to, I mean, right, you, you and kinda, that they have a hand in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not going to be you know perfectly honest here uh, as far as like how exactly that, but it's it's from his point of view. So from in that perspective, it's right. it's his truth. But um, I'm sure it's more right. complicated than that in real life. I don't know his whole story. I don't know how true. I feel like you know the major events are true. The characters are you know as true as right. they can be from this perspective. But like you said, we meet Bernie, uh, Bernie at a record studio that he goes to. Um, Ray Williams is the guy, the young guy who like helps discover him. Uh, and um, uh, what's his name? Dick James is the guy, the older guy in charge of the, the record label, I guess he's worked with the Beatles before. So that's like his claim. Right. Um, and this is where Bernie and Elton get together. By the way, Elton's name uh, is what was it? Uh, Reggie Reginald Dwight Reginald Dwight. So he changes his name yeah. to Elton John. Brendan, but- did you know that before this? Yes, I knew his name wasn't really Elton John. Oh. I knew his name was Reggie. I didn't know his last name. I'm not that. I'm not that bad. Um, I knew his name was not really Elton John in real life, uh, or it was not his birth name. Um, I love. I didn't know. I didn't know this that he stole his stage name from one of his other bandmates. I know. That I hope I that's true. Actually. I have no idea, but that's kind of cool. It's it's a little funny. Um, so it's really funny. I thought that seemed a little hilarious. bit funny. Feeling oh, inside. that feeling inside. <laughs> yeah. So other yeah. than this, um, when he starts to get big, nice, he makes Nicole. it over to America and plays a show at the Troubadour. Um, and we meet, yeah. a, I guess, our last big character, uh, John Reed, who becomes his uh, lover as well as his like manager a little bit later on. Um, but before we as go well as into a giant like, dick. Well, I mean, he is, but like, he- yeah, yeah. <laughs> He is later. I don't think yeah. he is at the beginning here. But before I mean, before uh, we get think, into all yeah. that kind of stuff, I want to, while yeah. we are have all the main characters out here right now, let's talk yeah. about the characters some. And uh, Nicole, I'll start with you. What do you think of the characters of this movie? Ugh, yeesh. Um, in terms of how the actors portrayed everyone, I think they did a really good job. I really grasped the story based on what was provided for me. Um, I felt like it was a good way of you know expressing what Elton wanted us to see from his life so every character did its thing but I don't know I guess I'll have to get a little bit more into it later about my overall feeling of this but I'll give this a three we'll just leave it at that right now what about you Mama Kay yeah I kind of I probably agree with Nicole I mean I might yeah a three because I mean they really are everyone's a supporting character I mean um and and like I said before, I think they're all a little bit more caricature than they probably actually are in real life. Um, I can believe the actors mostly. Um, Jamie Bell always does a great job, I think. And I don't ever look for him and his character. But I had just seen Richard Madden in something. And so all I could think of is, that's Richard Madden. 
Um, really? But that's just I didn't me. recognize him before this. I just watched a mini series of, of his. So, yeah, I, it was him. And I had a hard time n- disassociating Taryn Edgerton from Elton John. I was just like. I was just going to ask what you guys thought of Taryn Edgerton playing Elton John. I think he did a really good job, but I think it's really hard to play somebody that's so not just iconic, but that has that has such flair and character. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think I think I mean s- singing Ugh. voice, all of that. I think he did a really good job. So that was. I think I'm on the fence with it still. Like I think he portrayed him very well. I I bought it, you know, in terms of uh, his look and his vibe and what he did, but. I'm really on the fence with the singing right now. Oh, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't want to be. I, I really was... don't want to be. Well, let me. Look, okay. Well, let me help. Because I just thought so, the way that the music was done in the film. I know we, we're going to go over sound later. But the way that it was done throughout the film, it was I felt like it was so brave because a lot of times it was just naked singing. It was just him Mm-hmm. singing and there was no you know he didn't have there were no back no background music there was no background vocals and i was like the dude is singing elton john you know and trying to be elton john it's like okay i gotta give him mad props for that you're right you're so right like how do you even do that <laughs> but right i mean the times when he's on stage and stuff that okay yeah i can whatever you can kind of flub things through and all of that but when he's you know when he's doing character pieces and they're trying to you know propel the story through the music and it's just him singing and there's nothing else to it it's like okay i'm i'm in i can't imagine who would do a better job at it i guess either mm-hmm. brennan what so, do you think so yeah I, I not to cut in but uh i i'm at like a three as well for the characters um i think taron egerton did an above average job i was expecting a little bit more because i i didn't read any reviews but i saw the rotten tomato score the overall scores in the high 80s right now um and i really like taron egerton in the kingsman movies i love the kingsman movies both of them uh people don't like the second mm-hmm. one i love the second one um and he's also in eddie it's the hilarious. eagle which is another movie that yeah, uh, this director actually directed um what's his name and here? it's a bi- another biopic and he i he seamlessly goes into that character i think dexter fletcher is the director of eddie the eagle and that's the director of this movie so they kind of work together mm-hmm. and also um uh what's his name uh vaughn matthew vaughn is a producer on this movie so that's the guy who made kingsman so it's it's a it's all the same kind of collaborators from that school of movies and i like those movies and i like taron egerton in them um and i like him as elton john uh there's occasions that i forget it's him um, and I, I think he looks a decent bit of him, not as much as uh, like Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. If we're gonna, we're gonna, I feel like right. we're gonna, you're gonna always go back and kind of compare it to that that came out in the same kind of time period, similar type of movie. Um, but uh, yeah, he does good. Everyone else, the problem with everyone else is that they're all pretty good. They're all like okay to good. I am not going to remember any of them ever. Like I, I, we saw, I saw this like an hour ago. I'm probably not going to remember most of these characters <laughs> next week. Um, I might, re- I might remember Richard Madden as John Reed. I kind of liked his, his, his brogue, uh, and his, his, uh, his character is a little bit more interesting to me because he's a little more smarmy, but also he's like headstrong and dickish, uh, later on anyway. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. He's a terrible person. Well, I think this is a lot of not great people, except for, to me, the only person who comes away is a good guy in this is like Bernie, uh, Bernie Tep- or Toppin. Yeah, Bernie Toppin. He seems I think like Bernie is my favorite in this. He seems like yeah. such a good guy throughout. Having said that, I'm going to forget Bernie very quickly. I will not remember him <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Well, he's so good and he's so nice and white bread and blends into the background. Yeah, white bread is the, is the scene, correct way. He's, you know, it's like... <laughs> he's a good piece of white bread that I will not remember. He's... Um, <laughs> He's so he is wonder bread. <laughs> so yeah, a three because I mean it's just middle of the road. Uh, Taryn's good, everyone else is fine, but I'm gonna forget about it. And uh, I guess we've talked a little bit about some of the plot points, and I- I'm just gonna kind of breeze through it before we rate it because it's pretty much at this point a rise to superstardom. While uh, Elton also deals with addiction. Um, he deals with being gay in a time where you're not, it's not quite okay to be gay. He's right on the cusp, but it's still not quite okay. 
Um, his mom, uh, like uh, Nicole said, there's a scene later on uh, where he c- comes out to her, but she kind of shuts him down, and then uh, they have a more contentious <laughs> relationship later. And I guess that's the plot. So I'll, I'll just have you guys, before we rate the plot, talk about a couple of your favorite parts during the rise to, you know, I think the pool scene. Let's do the rise to the pool scene. Uh, Mama Kay, I'll start with you. What's like a favorite scene of yours in this movie? A favorite scene up until that point? Well, I mean... During the rise, the whole middle chunk, you know. Yeah, I mean, the Charizard scene, that's, you know, pretty epic. It actually, we revisited it in the end. Um, I like that. Um, the Charizard really scene's like, like the beginning he's... and the end. It's not really the middle. The middle is, like, everything from, like, uh, everything from the Troubadour to the, till, you know, okay. he P.O.D. Well, or... I mean, even before the Troubadour, I like when he's out, like, when he's going out, he gets his first sort of flavor of being on the road when he's with... Um, the American bands that are touring and he's in the back, he's part of the backup. Oh, I really yeah. love that kind of stuff. And because I think that's more, I mean, that felt like he was getting his feet wet a little bit and he was really enjoying himself and he was enjoying the music. And I think he was, you know, it, it was just a little bit, a little tiny bit of preview of what life is like for a touring musician. And then all of a sudden, you know, bam, he gets smacked into superstardom. I mean, going over to Mama Cass's house after the first night at the Troubadour. That was pretty good. I like that. Fucking <laughs> epic. I mean, I wanted to do that. I was saying, oh, like, yeah, that I place the same way. <laughs> awesome. Like, uh, I mean, I know everything going on there looked so esoteric and ridiculous. And but who doesn't want a friend who's got that place, man? It was pretty cool. So I like I like those those couple of scenes. Um, you know, once he starts to get into his head too much about you know being a superstar, and and I remember the times when this was hap- actually happening to him, and and there was a period of time where it was like everyone he was kind of like a persona non grata because he was hard to work with, and he and people were worried that he wasn't going to be well enough to you know perform, and even then he was still selling out five nights in a row at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they made a you know, point of like, that with uh, with uh, John Reed uh, when he was you know like, yeah yeah like I don't care if you you know you can kill yourself all you want, I still get to my twenty percent or whatever he said and well i know oh that was so aw that was so brutal what a brutal line that's what What i think is absolutely and that's what i think is different about us a little younger watching this but um i you know we aren't as familiar with the stories of him growing up and his rise to fame and all that so Mm. that's a little new to us i see him as the uh humanitarian and things that he is now and to right. see his backstory of the struggle that he had uh, is very interesting to see. One of one of my favorite right. scenes is actually leading up to the whole pool scene and the aftermath of that is, uh, you know, he's just been fed up and had his uh, overdose basically in his bedroom, comes down to the pool and expresses he's ready to kill himself. After he falls in and he's saved, he's taken to the hospital and they have this really interesting uh, scene where they put, they blend his song in with the hospital. And as soon as he's out of the, um, what the hell do they call it? The nurse, the gown from the hospital, he's got the baseball uniform on and he's out there performing again. It's just nonstop. He's at Dodger Stadium, which was, that was, that was an epic concert. What song was he playing during that scene uh, once he got into the baseball uniform and the you get the spinning piano scene uh i think this is what around when that happens yeah. what song is that playing there do you guys remember honestly uh, i don't well, <laughs> no no because it's forgettable uh but no i i, I do i do like um but like Nicole said. when you say when you say that though it's not forgettable in the sense of how you remember this movie flowing in terms of how they integrated the music it's just right. doesn't matter to me right now what song was implemented at what time Right. Sure. I'll take away that I remember that it was well thought out. And I, I think, yeah. you know, this whole middle chunk here, um, it's got a couple of good moments here and there. It's all a little slow for me. Um, and I usually don't mind slow, but it's it's kind of, it's not slow, it's plotting. It's, uh, there's not a lot going on, and w- the stuff that's going on, I mean, it's, it's just kind of paint-by-numbers conventional to me until we get to the pool scene. Um, I mean, that, basically that whole party when he wakes up and he's like, I told you not till next week. And he's like, it is next week. And just kind of leaves. He's like, he's he's that he's getting that <laughs> fucked up at this point. And he takes a fistful of pills. Rocket Man's playing while he's drowning in the pool. Like you said, uh, they integrate the dance with the with the, the nurse 
uh, doctor the hospital. Life-saving technique. Yeah, I like all that. That's actually some good stuff here. And the like I said, the twirling piano scene that happens around this time too. I can't remember if it's right before or right after, but it's right around this time. I like that yeah. when the outfits are changing and like he's spinning around, but it feels like he's going out of control. All that is is really good. Um, and I guess now is as good a time as any because we're getting close to the end here because it's, it's not a lot to talk about as a whole because it's just a rise and fall to, and rise kind of story. Um, so as a plot, uh, Mama K, I'll start with you. If you had to give it a rating, what would you rate the plot of this movie? I mean, I give the plot a three and a half. It's, it, you know, when it's somebody's life like that, it is a rise and fall situation. And, and I, I mean, sure it's a fall and, but he never really, I mean, he had a couple of not great songs there in the early 80s when he married that the woman and when that happened in the movie i was like oh dude i forgot he was married to a woman i remember when that <laughs> happened i remember her name i said turned in a call i was like was oh also... he was he marries her because it was such a nonchalant scene he like turns to her in a recording and I, studio and then they're fucking walking out of a church yeah. i'm like oh well that's how they felt it's probably how he felt in real life it was a nonchalant right. event for him it didn't mean well, much also, because oh then they they nailed it was it. one person it was the only person at that time who saw him. You know what I mean? That's what he saw in her is that she, you know, she kind of saw him and accepted whatever was going on. And then, you know, almost immediately put on the brakes and realized, wait a minute, <laughs> this is not going to work. This is not marriage material. This might be, you know, shopping buddy material. But Do not you know how long material. they were married for? Four years. I don't think it was very. Yeah, I was. But Four I, years. But I feel like. I feel like it probably they weren't together that long. I feel like it lasted. Well, a little you, bit you see the, it, the they come out of separate bedrooms, like the, basically the first scene we see after the wedding, yeah. implying it was a sham of a marriage kind of thing from the beginning, yeah. probably. But yeah, but I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it was a sham in that in that what most people think of as a sham that he was trying to hide something or this that or the other. I think he really, you know, in that very small scene in the recording studio when they were recording that really terrible song, which was it. That when it came out, it was like, oh, that's the worst Elton John song ever. Um, anyway, when they were recording that, it was just like, you know, she has some compassion for him and she didn't seem to want really anything from him. You know what I mean? Like everybody else wanted their 20 percent. Everybody else wanted their house in in Majorca or whatever. And, um, and she just seemed to be like, yeah, I'll ride this with you for a while, you know, and not be a total jerk about it. Um. Yeah. What do you think? So where were we at? Uh, we were reading the plot, and, and it's yeah. Uh, yeah okay. Nicole, what do you, what do you think of the plot of this movie on a rating rating scale? I'll, I'll give this rating a three to three point five that area because honestly, I didn't know what to expect going in. Um, I know I would enjoy the music. I know I would enjoy the uh, you know, the overall story because honestly, I didn't know a lot about him in terms of what they show in this. I thought that the movie was going to go a little bit farther in to his life. I feel like it stopped pretty abruptly, but I guess it's because they were just showing his life up until his sobriety, which is how he lives now, you know, so I get it. But um, I thought that a lot of parts were really dragged out too. Like, oh my God, in the beginning, I turned to you, what, 25 minutes or so in, I'm like, do you like this? And you said, not really. <laughs> I'm like, me either. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to influence your opinion, but like you turned to me and you were like, you said, I think you said, do you like, is this, do you like this or Bohemian Rhapsody better? And I was like, um, oh. you're like, like, which one do you like better? Like plot wise? I'm like, I don't like this. I didn't even say uh, compared to Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm like, I don't like much. it right now. <laughs> it was too much of the young Elton, like pre anything music, and we could have gotten that sense a little bit quicker. And to start the movie off that way, it just didn't hold for me. But, you know, I did enjoy how it progressed a little bit more throughout. I really did enjoy hearing his story. And I thought that the that Taron Egerton did a great job, regardless of how I feel about how he sang. But, I, uh, you know, it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> so you guys are both at like a 3, 3, 5 for a plot. I am going to be the harsh grader, it sounds like, in this one. This plot is like a 2, maybe a 2, 5. It's a, but I'm going to go 2. And I go 2 because, like, when you turn to me and that... And I said, like, I don't really like this. I didn't really like it for about an hour. And it's a two-hour movie. And it's about an 45 minutes too long. Um, I don't like young Elton at all. 
not at all. So every all 15, 20 minutes we get with him, terrible. Uh, Teenage Elton, not much better. Slightly, barely better, not much better. Um, I think the only Teenage Elton scene I like is when he goes into the piano teacher and uh, she's playing... Um, what? Mm. What is it? It's a famous one. Dun, 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 that one, right? Yeah, flat like yeah. And um, and he's and she's like, play me something so I know where you're at. And he plays that exact tune up to where he stopped. She stopped, and she's like, why do you stop? And he's like, that's, that's how that's how far you played because he's just like Savanti like that. I didn't know Elton John was he's that totally a Savanti. I didn't know he was that Savanti. I thought he was just a good performer, and I didn't know he was such a um had such an ear like that. But um, sure, fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, maybe that's that's how it all went down or something similar to that. But the, the actors there are bad. The it's the the shooting the early dance and singing scenes i'm not into i'm not into anything until um what when it's uh teenage elton and they start going to like and it becomes uh taron egerton elton so like young adult elton and they're doing and they're in like the carnival in the beginning i'm like oh finally a a musical number i can kind of dig to thank god taron egerton's here and and trying to save this movie but it doesn't quite save it because it's still boring for so long the troubadour is good and then it and then he, they do that stupid floating scene in the Troubadour where he's like floating above <laughs> and the audience. And I'm like, <laughs> like just when I'm starting to like it, I'm like, oh, stupid. Why are they doing that? It's this isn't that movie. This isn't supposed to be like that. And I, oh, it's not good. And then I don't care for so long until pretty much the pool. And then I'm on board for 15 minutes and then I fall off again. I just. I was so. I think you can kind of tell that we all felt that way because when you asked us about the plot, we started at, at pool scene. Like nothing before that, right? Really because gave, the like, first we didn't give a shit. Hour and fifteen <laughs> minutes is like an hour and ten minutes of garbage and five minutes of decent shit. Like it's not. It's a. It's a bad. It, it's a. All right. It's it's a fine movie technically and acting wise, but it's a boring movie and that's not good you've everyone knows my opinions i like a really good movie or a really shitty movie i do not like mediocre (laughs) movies and this is a mediocre movie um yeah so two well it's a mediocre movie but i'm gonna tell you something that i was going into tonight not really wanting to see this film for a couple of reasons but one yeah because one was just sort of like you love bow rap as you call it I loved Bo Rap and I was ready to see Bo Rap and I loved it just as much when I left. But the difference in that is that I know the story. It's not that I don't know the story of Freddie Mercury, but I find his story way more compelling, I think, than Elton John's story. Elton John, as a person to me, seems like a really self-indulgent person. So I knew this was going to be that kind of movie. I knew it was going to be a self-indulgent movie and it is a self-indulgent movie. And so when I went, I went in thinking this, this is going to be really draggy and boring and i wasn't bored really hardly at all i was irritated by when he was a little boy horrible um horrible i was like i was like when he was a little boy i'm like please taryn get here soon because this is horrible i can't watch this much longer you but you had to buy into it to get to the rest of the movie because that's when you know i mean i have a feeling that you're not a big fan of musicals so i like i hey when uh, they started uh, the last episode i talked about uh, how much i like moulin rouge how i like la land i just said that i like greatest showman i like musicals yeah i don't I'm like this of a scene I mean, but this is more this is more in the vein in the beginning of a traditional musical. I mean, it really is. So. I'm thinking of like the scene where he's sitting in the living room with his dad when he's younger and he's like, don't ever touch my records without your permission. Like we could have got that point across so much quicker and so much better than that scene where it just, that's what made it drag on. It's all these little bits that were unnecessary for us to get the full picture. We got the full picture at the end when he shows up to his dad's house and he has other children. And we get the point when, uh, you know, he calls his mom when he's starting out, you know, just starting to get huge and says, yeah. I'm homosexual. Like we could have had these feelings and, and I just think it was such wasted time in the beginning to get us there. Yeah, I just think that he that's part of the the self-indulgence of the movie is that he needs to set these characters up as as bad people. You don't want them just to be bad people. You really really don't want to you know, like them at all. I mean, you you want to blame them for whatever is wrong with Elton John. You know what I mean? Whereas 
you know, he never, it doesn't ever get resolved. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. He, he winds up having terrible relationships with all of these people. And then you find, you only find at the very end when they're talking about his sobriety, you know, after the movie's all done, it's like, oh, he's been with, you know, he's been sober for 20 years. They don't years even bring his, his husband partner. into the movie. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Not into the movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it's oh yeah. Sort, they're like, like, by the way, you know, he's been sober since what, 1990, whatever. Right. And he has a husband now and everything's great. But all we see is his dickish right. rise to stardom and then him getting fucked up right. and then his very brief recovery like last five ten minutes of recovery basically no but that's all throughout the film they set that up when he's charizard in the beginning the whole, that's the whole beginning that's <laughs> I mean, sorry whatever you want to pikachu whatever it's, Pika, Pika, it, you, you know the, <laughs> yeah who would have who would have thought about that of that was a real costume but, right he really uh, did dress like that at, at, at a show oh, that yeah. was a real costume. definitely i assumed yeah, all these were I mean, real they didn't even... i mean they're they're almost too crazy to make up like well they are one of my girlfriends asked me if i was dressing to go to the movie tonight and i'm like uh n- no and she's like well i mean you got to wear like a donald duck costume or a baseball <laughs> outfit i'm like no i don't if you watch the end in the trailers they put a side-by-side up of the outfit that inspired the scene in the movie which was really cool i like that yeah they're pretty good too (laughs) yeah they did and some of the stuff that's in the movie is actually like the i'm still standing video is the i'm still standing video oh i like that too that was a good choice i did like that yeah i mean they did some interesting things it was just all part of it was that it was all over the place but that was also part of the reason i was only interested in it is because it was all over the place and i'm like this seems like exactly how elton john lived his life it's like definitely it's a shit show the, it definitely you know? gives you the that <laughs> exact feeling and you can't tell if you like it because it's honest or you hate it because it's honest like, that's how i feel yeah. right now <laughs> yeah no i i mean yeah i get that same feeling like that's why i had a, like a, like an ambivalent like i'm not sure i want to do this because i love i love elton john's music but like as a person i if you know i use the phrase self-indulgent a lot but that's what i feel like he is as a person so i don't know it yeah uh, so I mean, it sounds like we've covered pretty much. <laughs> there ne- doesn't need to be a there doesn't need to be a part two for the last twenty eight years. I don't want to see a sober Elton John movie. Uh, if this makes enough That's money, sure. they'll make it. But all right, so we, we've we've covered no. pretty much the whole movie. It sounds like because we've gotten to you know the any music video, his you know Pika Charizard costume at the end. Um, there's a couple of weird <laughs> scenes in there. So let's just uh, let's just get to the visual and sound. And if there's any other one other scenes you want to bring up, please do. But uh, Nicole, I'll start with you. What do you give the visual and sound of this movie? Oh, <laughs> why is this so hard? I'm gonna because you like Elton John and the movie sucks. <laughs> oh my god, that's probably why. So I'll give it a three. <laughs> um, I thought the costumes were excellent. They were just really well made and they really held true to what he would wear and they looked like the real thing so i like that um i like how they integrated the songs into the movie because it definitely held the storyline and i liked when they would have a song and who it was pertaining to was also singing it but on the same hand like the dad fucking sucked at singing it really was annoying and the mom sucked at singing like that was a weird they were all horrible i hate that scene stupid the framing (laughs) is weird it's supposed to be emotional and like oh look they're all just they're all just staring off in the distance and they all want their own thing i'm like no stupid yeah boo i boo this as well dumb i don't buy it i don't feel anything no I also like seeing the progression of him starting in this little venue, moving on to these extravagant million-plus ticket-holding venues, and it was just probably the best part of it for me was the costumes, and I've said I've already said how I feel that I just didn't like the singing that much. Because, you <laughs> know, you, do, you, you really do compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody. And only reason I say that is because yeah. I think that most of us were blown away by how well he sat sa- and how closely he sounded like Freddie Mercury. And this one, he does mm-hmm. not sound like Elton John at all. At all. Yeah. All right, Mama Kay. Yeah. I t- I t- <laughs> Sorry. I was uh, trying to erase you. Go ahead. <laughs> what's, your, what's your rating? <laughs> um. So, I mean, I think that part was probably the highlight for me so but i'm gonna still give it just a three because um 
it was kind of all over the place and that that's 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 a problem with the continuity kind of stinks and you know there were pieces of it that i thought were really fairly brilliant and then there were pieces of it yeah i didn't really dig the whole everyone's flying off their feet at the troubadour oh i was i was like i was floating off my seat too Um, because i was like oh this is so awful like i'm like levitating every so often stadium Sometimes there, sometimes there are movies that you really, really like, but then there's a scene like that in it that you're like, "Why is this happening?" You know? <laughs> no, I was starting I, to I get on board. I was really trying in the beginning. I was like, "Oh, maybe Taron Egerton's gonna turn around," and then fucking he's floating in the troubadour, and I'm like, "This is not. Th- no, this is incorrect." <laughs> maybe that signified like his first high of like feeling the crowd. I don't know. Was... Yeah, I, I think that's. A, I think it was very symbolic, but I also think that it's weird. Like, <laughs> It yeah. signified me <laughs> giving up on this movie. That's what it signified. That's <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, and and I I do like the way that the music played throughout. That was the music told the story, which is kind of amazing considering the lyrics are not Elton's; they're Bernie's, and he's. I don't want to say just the music, but he's, you know, at one point he tells Bernie, just write, you know, just write lyrics. That's all you need to do. I have to do everything else. You just write the lyrics. Well, that's what propels the movie. I mean, that's the saving grace of the movie for me is that that the lyrics tell the whole story. Yeah, I agree. And those actually are not anything written by Elton John. So it's kind of weird. It's and it's, magical. It's like a catch twenty two. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's weird and magical at the same time because it, for me, it worked having those things propel the film because nothing else was propelling the film. But to have them to actually not be Elton John's feelings, thoughts, and words is. Strange. I didn't know that in real um, life that's how it was. I didn't know he had this 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 yeah. this partner writer his whole career. Um, and it, it yeah, that's a relationship I kind of wish they explored more. I mean, they do kind of in the beginning, but. I mean, really, he's just the nice guy. No, I would never watch that. It would be boring. <laughs> this as hell. was boring as hell. I mean, try anything else. No, I mean, no. It I mean, he been, was painted no, as the nice guy worse. who was like Elton was falling apart, and he was always there being nice guy. Like he, at no point is there really internal turmoil, or struggle. Their occasional fights is basically Elton drunkenly or being really high, yelling at him. That's their fights. I mean, it's not really anything crazy right. but yeah i mean what do you guys give this three three five visual no i mean visual and sound just a three. yeah i'll give it a two point just i'll give three. it a two point five because i i the music didn't bother me i didn't think taryn was particularly bad nothing really bothered me about that i thought it was all good um visually is not a very good movie um other than the 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 <laughs> pool scene up to the spinning on the piano scene i mean that's i was grasping at that point that i remember that because everything else is so bland the shots are bland everything did you like the outfits yeah fine i mean but like most of the cool outfits were in that spinning piano scene like i said like that 10 minutes there is the best part of the movie (laughs) and it's 10 minutes and it's an hour and a half no no most of the cool most of the cool outfits were at Mama Cass's house. I mean, those people were, yeah, those people were dressed. Yeah, I wasn't really paying so. attention to not Elton John's outfits. I, I mean, love the Victorian dress. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. kind of cool. The headpiece, when that's he so was, great. Like, yeah, I mean, some mur- of his outfits. Marie Antoinette, yes. I mean, some of yeah. his outfits are good, but I'm judging this as an overall visual, not just on his outfits and the costuming, but uh, as a... as a. <laughs> You're talking about a filmmaking point yeah, of view. Yeah, from the shots that were taken. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of slow backwards yeah. dolly shots, shoulder-shoulder reverse, or shot-reverse shot, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's just so bland, and it's the stuff that reminded me of Bohemian Rhapsody, because you both love Bohemian Rhapsody. I do not love Bohemian Rhapsody. I yeah. like Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. but I do not like the movie. And this is the same thing, except I like Taron Egerton less um, than Rami Malek. I can't believe... <laughs> I didn't think that was going to happen. The one thing I thought I was going to come out of this movie saying is, wow, Taron Egerton did really good, and the movie was okay. And it's more like Taron Egerton was okay, and the movie was not good. It's it's like a one step below on everything that I was expecting. <laughs> Where you thought right. you'd be. And I guess I'll just say yeah. my resonance and feel right now. Uh, 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 one five. Oh. Uh, I was I I, res- I resisted the one because 
I'm being nice. Ones are I'm be- harsh. I resisted the ones one because I'm being nice, honestly. Because I, I, like I said earlier, I'm going to forget this movie, and that just sucks. I don't want to forget movies. I want movies to stick with me and 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 teach me something, or change me, or entertain me. And it didn't. So one five because I'm being. I feel nice. Um, Mama K, Resonance and Feel. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, I'm. I'm probably at a two. I don't see myself like if this, you know, four years from now when this is playing on FX or whatever, I'm probably gonna flip past it. Um, (laughs) There's. I'm sitting here trying to think of yeah, unless it's the Charizard scene. I don't know. (laughs) I really don't think or or the scene at Mama Cass's house when I'm just gonna want to watch people be like super seventies fun and cool. Um, I'm. I'm probably not gonna stop and watch it. So well, I have to ask the question. So there was no crying in this movie for you? No. <laughs> no. And I'm the crier. You guys all okay. know that I'm the crier. I'll cry at I'll I cry know. at stuff I don't even recommend. Sometimes not crying at this. No tears. <laughs> no emotion. Okay. <laughs> Nicole. Right. No, that's fair. Oh, I'm just stuck in a between a rock and a hard place right now. Because I just... This is no reflection on how you feel about Elton John whatsoever. There. Does that help? Yeah, this movie gave me like a two. Uh, Yeah. You know, I I do enjoy hearing someone's background story, especially um, if, you know, he's obviously has some input on how this went. And for him to be able to, to decide and relive those moments in his life is is important. So I do appreciate that. But overall, I'm so unfortunately disappointed <laughs> I, I don't want to feel this way yeah i want to run off the sad. back of it i no. want to run off the back of that and because we're, we're starting to run you know a little bit longer here than i thought we were going to for this one but uh i guess nicole would you recommend rocket man no i don't want to say no. that we have to that's our show you know it was not good. It wasn't. I had such high <laughs> expectations, and everyone I talked to about it was like, oh, cool, you're seeing that? And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, same. I don't want to go back to those people and tell them that it was bad. <laughs> Mama K, what do you think of Rocket Man? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to recommend it. I recommend it as a disappointment. I mean, because that's what it did. Um, and I didn't go into it comparing it to, to Bo Rap, so that's not a, really a thing for me. But I think anybody that saw that, there's god don't go see this movie i mean <laughs> this so the other movie's so superior to this so <laughs> yeah like i went in like you know obviously there was going to be comparisons to, to bohemian rhapsody and, and again you guys like that movie i do not like that movie i think it's a good performance surrounded by a mediocre movie and like i said a second ago this is a mediocre performance uh, it's it's a it's a decent performance it's an okay performance surrounded by a bad movie uh it's a not recommend for me it's a good performance by jamie bell let's make sure we talk about just i mean i don't want to talk about it but just i uh, jamie bell i think did a great job so i mean is it a great job if you're not going to remember this movie in a month i mean is it is it great uh, i feel like great should be reserved for stuff you but actually you can, can think some, of on some... a daily basis or bring up in your life no i think i think he <laughs> I will never think about his. I already don't remember his character's name because the Wikipedia page isn't in front of me. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> that's a shame. Bernie Toppin? You mean Bernie Toppin, the other half of the Bernie Toppin Elton John situation? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to remember that. I'm not going to remember him. I'm not going to remember that. I. All right, Brennan just needs to move on from this movie. He is all done. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it's three not recommends, and I want to ask you guys before we close out the show. I mean, it's got yeah. good reviews. It's got good critical reviews. It's got good audience yeah. reviews. Can you guys... I mean, yeah. you like Elton John more. I think you guys, even though you didn't recommend the movie, like it more than I did. I clearly am the least warm on this movie. Any idea why people like this? Yeah. I think that anybody likes a, a movie about someone's hardships, and especially someone's this famous. People love him, and they want to know his his story and for him to be brave enough to put this out and uh have everyone see his life revisited like that resonates with a lot of people and people like his music so i think any way that you slice it for some people they're going to enjoy that movie so i guess that's why it's so high i mean user reviews yeah i don't, critics wise i'm not really sure what it's got Bohemian Rhapsody was in the low 60s. This is in the high 80s. This this is maybe because it's got some sort. Maybe because it has a couple technical, 
you know, scenes where he's, where they have everyone levitating and they have the scene with the nurses and they have him drowning in the pool and singing in the pool. I don't know. Maybe that, that resonated with some people. I don't it's know. It's just not enough. I mean, I like I two of we- those three scenes, but it's just not enough. And it's a disconnect from the rest of the film. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, maybe, I, I mean, maybe I'm just not savvy enough. Maybe there's something really going on that I just, Ugh. I just don't see. Let's just but, pretend this never happened. Yeah, yeah I'm disappointed. I'm, I am. <laughs> I, I, I didn't go in with crossed arms. You know, I sometimes go into movies with crossed arms. I thought this was going to be like a better Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh, it's a worse Bohemian Rhapsody, and, and I didn't even like that movie, so. Um, three. We shit on this so hard. <laughs> I shit Shame. on this so hard. You guys, I mean, <laughs> shit on it lightly. I, I was t- this better or worse than the dirt? Oh, it's better than the dirt. Oh, it's better, better than, than the dirt. The dirt, <laughs> the dirt, oh the dirt is God. a steaming pile of garbage. This is a movie. The dirt is like I don't even know what the dirt is. <laughs> that uh, yeah no no it, it's like a big gap. Nope. It goes good movies, then Bohemian Rhapsody, then this, then the dirt. <laughs> and then like the room, um, so uh, three not recommends oh for us God. of varying degrees, but it's three not recommends, um, and that's disappointing. It's yeah. a disappointing movie um, from an actor I like. <laughs> I think all of us at least admire in some way or another. Maybe not Nicole. I don't know if you've seen the Kingsman movies, so that's uh. But yeah, I've seen the first. I'm one. a bigger Jamie Bell. Or fan, if you're a big so. Jamie Bell fan, you keep keep bringing up that. I'm a bigger Jamie Bell fan than you keep Taren bringing up that big so. delicious piece of white toast, forgettable white toast. <laughs> um, so that's he he fucking slayed the white toast, white bread, not white toast, white bread. He slayed it. Yeah, not even not even not even cooked right. white toast, just the bread part. All right, so that's <laughs> that's Rocket Man. Um, our theater reviews keep rolling though. Uh, we got Ma next week. We've got Godzilla. Um, we've got Toy Story coming up. We've got Men in Black coming up. Yay! We've got uh, a couple other Lion King soon too. Lion King will be in July. We've got. A, I saw some good trailers today. I think we've got a good slate of movies for the end of summer, beginning of fall. Um, but we're gonna also get some streaming reviews in there. If you have anything to recommend to us, we are very open to recommendations. And that is uh, Films with yeah. the Women uh, in My Life on Facebook. Films Women Pod on Twitter, and I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. Mama K has an Instagram now. It's Mama K Pod on Instagram. And Nicole has one as well. It's make that dot cake. Uh, so if you want to reach out to any of us for suggestions, thoughts and feelings on the movies we review, the show in general, please do so. We are always open to feedback. Um, yeah, tell and please tell me why you like this movie because a lot of people do. Please explain to me why you like this movie. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I would love to he- comment to your heart's desire. I mean, desire. I would love to argue with some more people on this movie because I I, I don't get it. I just don't. Uh, but that's that's our show for tonight. Uh, thank you for being on, Mama K and Nicole. Thank thanks. you. And until next time, everyone. This is Brennan signing off, saying thanks for listening and enjoy. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.